Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and this week, we're taking it back to Sword Art Season 2. First off, Kai, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing better than most of the people in Sword Art 2. Ooh! (laughs) Yeah, uh, nobody, nobody is okay in Sword Art, uh, apparently, Uh, and especially not in Season 2. So, of course, Sword Art, we set up with the whole, you know, massively multiplayer online game that turns into everybody being trapped in the game and having to fight for their lives. Uh, If you die in the game, if you die in real life for about two years straight until Kirito and crew uh, get to the final boss and, you know, do something crazy like win, apparently. Yeah. And that comes along with the whole, you know, mastermind of the plot was also, you know, the moment somebody won, the the seed was released, so the source code got propagated, and everybody's making their own online game based on the seed and all this crazy bullshit. And we wind up in a couple of these games as we move into season two. Yeah. Um, so let, let yeah. me ask you a couple of things. First off, What's it like coming back to Sword Art? Um, it's weird after because I've watched through um this and it's really weird because I'm seeing like like Sword Art definitely gets more hate than it needs as on the rewatches is not as bad and I feel like the problem with Sword Art is that a lot of people compare it to the first twelve episodes of Minecraft which was the best sword art in my opinion and has not been replicated since, but the rest of it isn't bad. It's just not as good as what we saw in those first 12 episodes of the death game. And kind of the stakes are a little bit removed with the progression of sword art. Cause it's like, okay, you know, we know our brains aren't exploding, but I, I do like the environment. I think the world of gun gel online that we have in season two is really good. And I really like the premise of it. And it's good to see them bridging off in other games as things happen. Same thing with season three. We go into a whole other game as well. So I feel like the universe has a lot of promise. And then we're also getting these movies, which are retellings of Sword Art, the progressive films, which are so good, by the way. Um, I feel like Sword Art still has a lot to offer. And I feel like the movies are going to be the best Sword Art, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That that's the point we had discussed earlier in our other sword art is that we start off season one so incredibly intense that uh, the second half, when it's you know not two thousand lives on the line but just one or two, that the stakes feel less intense, and that's the same vibe that we get with the the pacing of season two. I appreciate the way that we approach season two because it's more of a mystery and and we're we're less tied to the actions of the first 12 episodes uh, of the first season. But over the entire arc uh, or the entire season, more to say, we, we do fall into the same trappings of here's a great 12, 13 episodes, very intense, very enjoyable. And then what do we do with the rest of the screen time? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, I feel it. 
but no, I'm, I, I haven't seen the progressive films. Um, I know that one's only one's out currently, right? Yeah. Um, the other one came out in Japan in like November. So we should be seeing it, I believe around February or, um, March, which it, you know, it's, uh, what other franchises have done these films very well? Um, you know, of course, even Gellion, of course. Yeah. Um, but also fate with a, with a movie, like a film run to tell another story. Yeah. Um, Demon Slayer movie, Demon Slayer movie that I'm also glad that they put in the anime, the same arc. If you couldn't see the film, you didn't miss out, but yeah, no, the Demon Slayer movie itself, mind blowing. Uh, plot, storytelling, plot arc for the full runtime, kind of meh, but very exciting experience, you know. So yeah, no, it's very exciting to see that there are sword art films coming out that are very successful and are giving an opportunity to uh, to show more things because at least so far these films are focused on Asuna's experience, right? Yeah. And yes, thank God, because, you know, I'm, I personally am tired of Kirito, because he's just so OP, and, uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, we see, like, Kirito from a different perspective in these films as well. Like, we, we gotta do a film, uh, maybe somewhere throughout our short art, um, journey, because I don't want to talk too much about it at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, we're still in Kirito proving he's OP. As we get into season two... Now, as we get into season two of Sword Art Online, I appreciate some of the themes that they're presenting, right? So, you know, especially in the first part, we're introducing the idea of the blurring of lines between the uh, physical reality and the virtual reality, and kind of that being a broad overarching in, uh, like goal and motivation for for Kirito and Asuna, who have real names, but whatever. Um, you know, as they move and grow out of uh, their experience with SAO, uh, and we wind up, that gets bundled in with this first arc of Gun Gale Online, when the former head of the SAO response division comes to Kirito and is like, hey, I've got a job for you. We're going to go track down a serial killer who's killing people in games we don't think is possible because it's not like it was. It's not the tech killing you if you die in the game. It, it's something else. Yeah. So we got to figure out how that works, which is really interesting because it's kind of a good lore um, to see because of this. Is someone reusing his technology? Like, what is happening? Um, and there's a lot of theories of how Kirito and the group thinks is happening. So that's very interesting to see the conclusion in the kind of detective. It becomes almost like a detective um, vibe for a little bit, which I think was interesting. Because at first, the first season, we knew who it was. This season is kind of like a whodunit. Yes. So that whodunit vibe of Kirito kind of on a detective mission, but also in a game that he doesn't know anything about, plays well off of our new girl, because of course there has to just be a new girl, um, Sinon. And uh, Sinon is very exciting because she's got trauma. 
Yes, trauma, which is reasonable so, because she she capped somebody. Like, which guns are already a thing in Japan that are prohibited and everything. So her, um, you know, shooting someone in the incident was really traumatic for her. So she ends up playing gun girl online and try and counteract her trauma. Yeah, and in, in the game, in this virtual personality... She can handle guns and firearms just absolutely fine, no problems. In real life, if she looks at a gun sideways, she just gets physically ill and cannot, you know, cannot move. It's just stricken with fear. So her her whole adventure is overcoming this burden and this this trauma that is preventing her from growing. Uh, she's getting bullied by a group of girls who threaten her, you know, to begin with, just kind of a finger gun vibe, and that's enough to kind of strike fear in Shinon's heart. And that goes on later where they bring a model gun in front of her, and and it's very an, an, an intense reaction. But we go on the adventure of the first part of not only finding out who the killer is, Shinon helping uh, Kirito because he convinced her he didn't tell her he was not a girl. That's a whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so Kirito converts his character over to Gungail Online and gets this super rare uh, character model that has long hair and looks like a girl but actually isn't, which means it's more rare as well. Yeah, it's a whole deal. It's so weird. Like... Like, even just the bullying that C9 gets is weird. It's like, yeah, who, like, if you're bullying someone who's, like, killed someone, that, in my brain, that doesn't, like, add up. Because I'm like, what is to make them stop, like, from yeah. killing me? I, I don't know. Japan well, bullying is very weird. The Oh, my God. Yes. I am so glad that I will never have to experience what it's like to be a Japanese uh, school child who is being bullied because that's a that's a level of intensity uh and lack of uh, yeah no uh glad i'm not in that boat had enough problems of my own glad i'm not having you know society expect that that's just somehow also acceptable to get bullied but also equally skewed perception of reality because this is coming from fictional media yeah yeah which is very not, I don't feel like it's very, or at least I could be wrong, I don't feel like it's too loosely based upon, you know, real, like, experiences or experience-wise. I could be wrong. Yeah, you know, it, it's not too far outside of what could possibly happen, but also it is a, a, a plot and a character device. So I don't know the frequency to which this happens, the severity to which it happens, um, you know, it's certainly something that everybody can understand, but I don't know how prevalent it is because I am not a Japanese school child. And I feel that. So, but yes, as a plot device, it's like, man, wow, that sucks. You got all this trauma and people are fucking with you for it. So, <sighs> yeah. When you're playing gun games to try to get over it on your own, it's just crazy. How do you feel yeah. about the idea of gun gal online there's another mmo that is very popular different vibe from what we've seen so far so far we've seen 
uh, kind of fantasy role-playing games. This is a kind of a first-person shooter vibe. How do you feel about us mixing it up with this kind of game? Uh, I think it's interesting uh, because it's interesting because it humbles Kirito. We don't get to see a broken, well, for long, but, you know, <laughs> off the bat, I was like, yeah, we're using we're using swords, or we're not using swords, man. We're using guns. Kirito doesn't know how to use any guns or anything like that, so this will be a fun time. Yeah, yeah. So, and, so early on when we get to see, you know, Shinon introducing how the game works, we get to see him be really bad at using a pistol and kind of learning how the whole uh, gameplay formula works. But. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me because in Sword Art, he was known for having the fastest response time, which meant that, like, you know, he should have a good, uh, not death perception, but. Um, yeah, good reflexes and death perception. So knowing that doesn't translate into any other game is hilarious to me. In that same one-for-one one with the new weapon type, because it absolutely kind of translates with his go-to weapon, the fucking beam sword. <laughs> yeah, copyright. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's square ass a lightsaber. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're going with the Gundam beam saber, beam sword vibe. Which I love. I love that, um, especially with the whole cowboy draw thing that we got to, for him to test his skills and everything. That was very interesting. Um, but I, I, I like the premise of having other weapons. So the whole thing of, and it didn't feel like super like Call of Duty. I mean, it did, but it didn't. But seeing uh, Sinon get introduced and being like the... I don't even know if we could say she's like the Kirito of this game. But basically being a badass sniper and just like... I think one of the first things we saw with her was her jumping out of the building and sniping and doing all that. That was really cool. And kind of her teaching Kirito the ropes and how to do everything like such as money and outfits and all that was really fun and interesting. I enjoyed it. I liked the... I like the world of it, too. Um, it's very, like, futuristic. And I wish we would have saw more of the world, but I am happy for what we got. I wish we would have saw more of it, for sure. Yeah. You know, got it, it did feel different from the way that we have these kind of open-world fantasy MMOs. Uh, but, yeah, a little bit more time focused on the interaction of, like, the in-lobby versus the kind of overworld would have been nice to really, really pace out how... Uh, ggo really functions but yeah I, I i appreciate that we start the season doing as much kind of different as we possibly could from season one um we're still bringing things back from what we developed in season one like the major antagonist of the first half of season two is apparently a holdover a survivor of the red players guild the Laughing Coffin. Yeah, which is very interesting. I like that because... And it was one of those things where the story was kind of told in flashbacks, which I, I guess I'm always okay with because um, we heard about, like, the guild or, like, the raid with Kirito and Asuna where all the guilds came together to go, like, take out Laughing Coffin. I hate that we didn't see it. I hate with a passion that we did not see it because I'm like, oh, enjoyable content that would have been cool. All right. We can just vaguely allude to it and just show us walking to the destination instead of it actually happening. That's cool. 
But yeah, we we see a couple of sword strikes in the same kind of repeated callback scene. But, you know, this is one of those things, maybe in these upcoming films focusing really kind of hardcore on Asuna, we might get a chance to see the Laughing Coffin raid. I think we would. I believe that um, we are going to simply because I think that's what this next movie has something to do with. I'm not exactly sure, but. But no, yeah, and, and that's so pivotal because we're focusing on kind of everybody on the, the good side having physically taken act, well, quote unquote physically, having made conscious decisions to take someone else's life. Right, because if you kill them in the game in SCO, they die in real life. And they had to make the conscious decision to go and fight Laughing Coffin in SAO. So Kirito's like, I have killed two people with my actions. And he's kind of struggling with this. And it's kind of following him in this game where games no longer have these kind of stakes until we get into the situation where we are currently with Gun Yell Online. And Laughing Coffin members are still around like Death Gun, which is kind of a like a cool ass villain. Like of all the villains, Death Gun is pretty dope. Very mysterious, very kind of uh we don't know what's going on. It's a character that really is insignificant in season one, other than he's a Laughing Coffin member. But the concept behind him is cool. And also the whole, like, it's kind of gone from, you know, murderer in the game to kind of serial killer vibes where, he, like, it's a player in a game and they've got, like, assistants in real lives going to these people's homes. That's some spooky shit. Yeah, no, for real. It's very, like, very fucked up. Yeah, like, I don't know if Sword Art's trying to sell me on virtual reality or scare me away from it. Now you ain't you ain't lying. Like it's it's I feel like it's definitely trying to steer me away from virtual reality. I'm like, I can do what I need to do without being a virtual reality. That seems like a pretty cool time. Yeah. Yeah. So we wind up in the first half. Gun what the fuck is it? Bullet of Bullets three. Kind of a dumb yeah. name. Uh but it's this major tournament that happens in Gungel Online. And, and Shinon helps Kirito register after she realizes that he's a boy. And uh, it's a whole deal. But they spend a lot of close time together. And they are wind up having to work together because Death Gun is in this tournament as well. And he's killed two players already. So by the time they're halfway through, they wind up in the same kind of uh, arbitrary partnership that they have to work together or more people will die and more people very likely include Shinon herself. Yeah, which is interesting because it does end up um, it does end up coming to fruition once we find out who Death Gun is or the group of Death Gun. Um, and one of it being Xenon's best friend who's you know, it wouldn't be a sword art, you know, core without weird stuff happening, you know? So speaking if, of weird stuff, other than, you know, we'll come back to the the best friend, quote unquote, being uh, the villain. I yeah. want to ask your opinion about 
Kirito's relationships with other female characters. So, in the first half of season two, the entire show is about Kirito and Shinon. Asuna? Shinon. Oh, you mean this one. Okay, I thought you meant like, I missed her. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Every, everything is focused on Kirito and Shinon. Yes. Which this, is so weird. first half. <laughs> How do you like, feel about this? I don't like it because it's like, okay, we just went through all this work to save Asuna and, you know, we haven't had any really real world interaction with her um, after doing all this, but okay, that's fine. And the fact that, like, they, Kirito, I mean, it's an anime character, so I can't really say this to a big extent, but I feel like him, it's obvious that Sinon develops feeling for Kirito throughout this process. So, including shown by the stuff that happens at the end and everything, I really do kind of hate how Kirito doesn't, like, ever just come out and say, oh, no, I have a girlfriend, or a wife, or a wife and a ai like okay <laughs> like he's yeah. just always never putting that information forward which i mean i get you don't have to put your information out there but, but I you like also have to be like hugging on a girl but also like i get it because she's about to be murdered and is trying to like cope with her feelings if she gets shot in the game she dies in real life but also like yeah it's just so complicated and i hate it yeah I'm like stop playing at this harem bullshit man just commit to your girl that you spent two years fighting for. Yeah. You go get I'd, stabbed over this girl and you're going to be playing. Like, maybe not me, man. I get, I, I fucking, you know, I'll put it up for my girl, but like, I ain't going to be playing. That cost yeah. comes at a cost. I'm trying to tell you, like, Kirito loves playing yeah. stupid games for every girl. It's like, you is. <laughs> Like, I I do not blame any of Kirito's harem for thinking they have a chance because Asuna is really down bad. And I'm hoping that the movies rectify that because even in Alitization, like, like, what are you doing? Like, Asuna is always the one I feel like going after Kirito. Like, I feel like Kirito never gives that respect back, which is kind of the reason I dislike Kirito. Yeah. I'm like, you just... We, we see a little bit of it at the end of this show. Like the last episode after the credits, we get like a four, like two three minute recap, to kind of round us out. We get a little bit of that respect, but it's it's him saying three words, and then everybody wants a like a group picture, and it's not like a like a commitment. It's like, hey, I want to be with you forever, and I want you to be with me forever. And it's like, okay, great, you said the words. We gonna see anything of it? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, it's. <sighs> I, I hate that as well. It's very bothersome. What's a, what's a show in a shonen vibe? Because this is definitely shonen. Mm-hmm. That that kind of the main sky. character yeah. winds up with the girl. We don't play around with it. The main character winds up with the girl. A shonen? Um, yeah. Kind of Naruto eventually. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say Gurren Lagann, but we know how that ended. <laughs> he definitely did not end up with her. That's um, that Final Fantasy X shit. <laughs> yeah, still pisses me off. Um, God, it's not very... Uh, never mind. Um, Dragon Ball and yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Fucking Goku winding up with Chi-Chi. Yeah. Um, uh, Yurameshi and Keiko. 
Yeah, at true. the final fucking episode. You hawk a show. I'm just um, hoping we don't wait till then, man. I want to see to them think. happy before that. You want to see who happy before that? Uh, Asuna and Kirito. Oh yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. I know, because Kirito is gonna become a like a machine, and Asuna's gonna be sad because he's a machine. That's so accurate. Like, <laughs> I can't even like explain to you how accurate that is. Uh, I know a little bit about Alicization, but yeah. But I would uh, now I'm actually like curious. Um, oh, any well, any Yasha that takes <laughs> forever. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know how Demon Slayer is gonna go. Like I said, Gurren Logan is also yeah. Um, Bleach, Bleach maybe. Because we play it Rukia until uh, until it's very clear that it's Orihime. Yeah. And then Orihime comes in in the Thousand Year Blood War arc. We don't even touch on it. That's the part I love. Like, oh, by the way, yeah, they together. Don't you worry about it. If you don't know, you don't know. But <laughs> that that happen? Yeah. When we start, to my knowledge, right, don't quote me, mm-hmm. when we start Thousand Year Blood War arc, Orihime and uh and ichigo are together yeah i need that to be like a i i need to see that <laughs> yes because we just spend that. so much time i don't know with things blowing up as we often do um but yeah i just want i want kirito to stop fucking around and just be happy already with asana yeah oh i got i got a shonen where i mean i don't know if it's technically a shonen but the characters whatever up together Give it to me. Darling in the frame. <laughs> um, um, but no, Bunny Girl Senpai. Bunny Girl Senpai, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, should I do it? Yeah, uh, thank sorry, you. Thank you for bringing that out. Saving it at the last 30 seconds. I yes, had to troll you. you know? <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah. in, in, nobody likes Darling in the Franks after the first half. And they die, apparently. Yeah. Darling and the Franks is horrendously poorly written. Like, <sighs> she turns yeah, into a mech, though. So, that she turns into a, mech a dinosaur. Thing. Yeah, she turns into a dinosaur, and then that dinosaur turns into a mech. Yo, maybe I need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that you sounds do. like my vibe. We need, to change, we need to change something for Mech March, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Sword Art Online Season 2. Kirito, Shinon, final battle. They figure out what's going on with Death Gun. Death Gun's got this super secret, like, shiv bayonet that you can only forge with the super secret stuff. Very exciting conclusion to this first half. Wind up, you know, getting, getting the guy. Nobody kills Shinon in her sleep. But, big swerve, actually the best friend who comes and checks on her is one of the killers. Who? Uh, why, why the best friend gotta go, like, horn dog crazy, man? Yeah, that's what I hate. I hate how Swerve always has to have one of those things. This is, a, this is a stab Kirito in the parking lot vibes. Yeah. Except it doesn't actually stab him. He's got one of those heart monitor pads on his chest that blocks the needle. I was hoping that the second half of this show was going to be him and 
him in some kind of virtual reality thing. It wasn't. I'm glad. Like, I appreciate what we got, mostly. Um, but it was kind of a fake out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. We get, we get. It's. I also hate that I kind of realize that Austin is too good for Kirito, like way too good for him. And I'm rooting for Klein. You know, I'm just what you're rooting for Klein and Asuna. Yeah. Well, see, here's my thing. I feel like all of the females are too good for Kirito. Honestly, I do. Because I think Asuna is a great example of a strong female character. And she has goals and she's smart and a lot going for her. And the movies added so much to her character. And I think Sinan is the same. I think Sinan is a very good character and has a lot going for her. And I want to see more of her. And I think Kirito's trash. Granted, the movies might fix it, but right now he's trash. This is like Klein and Asuna is as big of a hot take as Ty and Mimi. Really? I have never heard a hotter take. Good. Good? (laughs) Good? (laughs) Mel, maybe not good, but like, I'm just saying, man, come on. Like, can you really say Kirito is deserving of Austin? I mean, they have a good pairing. I wish he wasn't all. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really speak on that because I'm also equally like hard focused on my goals. I try not to be an asshole and, you know, save other girls when I have the spare time. But I can't say that I'm, you know, maximum acceptability of, like, caring for my woman. I try. I guess that's the real difference is I fucking try. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a fictional character. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, Yeah. But you're not also entertaining six other women. Yeah, I'm not stringing them along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our hard lines defined around this perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, really liked the idea of GGO. Kind of disappointed we don't get more of this kind of sprinkled in throughout because we immediately move back to uh, Elfheim Online. Yeah, After this arc, we move right on back to ALO so we can go back through... Um, God, the tower. Yes, of Eincrad. Eincrad. Yes, we just get more Eincrad. The same shit we did in season one. I'm not particularly mad at it. It's just not different. Right. And for the, so I guess the way this is technically labeled is uh, story arc three Phantom Bullet is what we just went through. Then we have two side stories with, uh, Caliber and then Mother's Rosario. In the first side story, it's about three episodes of us going on an adventure to save the uh, forest giants from the ice giants of Norse mythology and collect Excalibur because why not? Yeah, which doesn't come back into play until like one of the movies. Like, not. Um, the remake progressive movies, but like the ordinal scale movie, I think, which is a fire movie. That is the movie's really good. Um, I'm thinking about all the nostalgic stuff that happens in that movie, but yeah, they go to collect Excalibur and also showing Yui a well, which is just, I'm like, that's cool that you can do that through like the game, but I'm just like, 
was it really necessary for two episodes? Like, but hey, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. Mm-hmm. But we go on this adventure. You'll never guess who gets Excalibur, okay? You'll never guess. Uh, 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 Igneal. Igneal? <laughs> yep, Igneal got Excalibur. Igneal from Fairy Tale. <laughs> no, Igneal from Sword Art. The oh, black guy. Oh, that man's name is Igneal? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was just the black guy number six. <laughs> no, not black guy number six. We would never make it to that high of a number. Um, but no, I I mean I just knew one missed shop owner. Yeah, I'm blurring together my isekais. Um, that's fair. But no, uh, yes, of course it's Kirito. Why wouldn't it be? He throws it off. Shinon saves it with a fucking you know a green arrow of grapple arrow vibe, and then we get it to play later on in the next arc. Also, is um, Aegil, I'm sorry, own me. Aegil. Oh, okay. No wonder I didn't know what you're talking about. Aegil. <laughs> you didn't know who Aegil was either. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we get this three-episode arc that has nothing to do with anything else other than getting the squad together to go on an adventure to get Kirito a new sword. <sighs> that yep. being said, side story number two is hard-focused on Asuna and another group of characters who recruit her and helping them be a floor boss in New Aincrad, who also just happen to be dying from terminal diseases. Yep, that's... What a squad, man. What a fucking squad. (laughs) Oh, his name is Andrew Gill. Agniel Mills. Okay, I see. I can read a wiki one time. Um... (laughs) I I kind of vibed with this, right? Uh-huh. It was it was less intense from all of the crazy mysterious bullshit. It was a chance to take some time and spend in the world without a lot of very intense stakes for a lot of people. I think this was done very well uh, compared to the second half of season one. The second half of season one was the same old shit, just one person's life's on the line compared to others. Um, Because we've kind of pared the stakes down with season two, uh, getting into this stuff that's not about like a serial murderer, but more about the way that this technology interacts with terminal diseases and, and you know, can be a benefit to people's lives uh, who are not well was an interesting kind of approach on the theme about technology integrating with people's lives. And the way that they approached this, where the the initial motivation is we just want to beat the floor boss to get our name in the game's, like, historical log before we go off to do, you know, other things with our lives. Because it was proof that we were here. Yeah, proof that we were here. It was a very nice, very sentimental thing to then find out the reason. It's the reason they're gonna not have a lot of time coming up to spend on this game. It's not because they're going off to do other things with their lives, but because their lives are coming to a terminal end. Was very challenging and interesting swerve that kind of fit well. When I first saw the like, I it might have been the ending, might have been the intro. When we first introduce uh, Yuki, 
I was like, wait a minute, is she another AI like Yui? No, turns out she was not. I thought that one it might have been interesting, but we took that in a different direction. How did you feel about this whole kind of arc? Man, it it fucked me up one time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um the I feel like if you didn't this was just a lot, man. Like seeing Seeing her hooked up, seeing Yui hooked up to all the machines and everything when Austin sees her for the first time. She's got like all those machines and cords running out and her head's in the thing and like how Kirito found out. Okay, also screw Kirito because yeah. <laughs> Kirito knew from the first time he saw her. I'm like, I hate you. He was like, I knew from the first time because anybody who had that fast of reaction team or died must be in the game so long but that was and her going I'm, to school it, it just it tugged on my heartstrings a lot i'm kind of a mark for that because that's the same thing like the same vibe from uh gundam iron-blooded orphans yeah like where the like your opponent is able to recognize your movement based on your like based on crossing swords and going Oh my god, you have this like implanted thing in you. Gah. So like yeah, for Kirito to recognize like oh you're living in this game just like me. And then to get waxed because of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of uh kind of fun. But no, yeah, it, it's just so uh, I cried. I did. I cried the first time too. And then the second time was like it's kind of cringe, but I'm still crying. So it's like <laughs> especially when her guild's like don't worry, we'll be right behind you because you can't do anything by yourself. I'm like, no, fucking no, man. Like, in Asuna inheriting Mother's Rosario, like, mm-hmm. is a whole, like, man, listen, it was a lot. And you can't have to, you, you can't have to go like that, man. Like, it's, it was, it was a lot. And I feel like it was almost, it's weird because sometimes, I feel like things happen for no reason. Well, I'm saying this didn't happen for no reason, but I feel like, I don't know. Part of me felt like this was almost too much. <laughs> like, cause I'm just like, I feel like we're kind of exploiting emotions right now. Like, but at the same time I didn't, but I feel like we were like dangerously close to that line. You know what I mean? I mean, in in it's kind of due to the specificity of it because the doctor, when, when, you know, they, they beat the final boss, or they beat the floor boss, and they get the names on the thing, and then Yuki's like, I'm gonna log out, we can't talk anymore, because I can't feel any more emotions. And then Asuna, with the help of Kirito, chases down her physical location at the hospital, and goes to see her. It's like, oh wow, that's so sweet. And the doctor tells us she's dying because she has... Can you guess what she has? She has AIDS. I-D-S. Just A-I-D-S. Whole ass HIV. Gone to shit. She's had AIDS from birth because her mother got a bad transplant of blood. Wow. How very intense that is in, you know, even in today's time. And to like have that be the 
the reason she's nine, not an undisclosed, unknowable disease, like autoimmune disease. No, she's dying because she has AIDS. It's a very intense way to introduce this idea. And to just have it kind of preempt itself one after another, she gets to go to school because of tech that Kirito developed. And she gets to, you know, experience a day as a schoolgirl. She gets to go back and see her old house with Asuna. And then she goes and croaks. Yeah, uh, which the croaking was like, I'm not going to hold you. This might be top 10, at least top 20 sad scenes in anime for you, boy. Like, yeah, because she sees her like mother, like is Asuna. Which was that Asuna, her mother or was that her sister? It might have been her sister. I'm not sure because they both her and her sister both had uh, AIDS, I think. Yeah, yeah. So and and she's called Asuna her sister, you know, her you know, my sister a couple of times. Yeah. And her um, sister died before her, I think. Yeah. About a year before her. But yeah. um yeah, she she's having these flashbacks and uh it's very touching. I'm kind of mad we did not mad. Very very touching. Uh I had an emotional response as uh, as plainly put. I'm kind of disappointed we didn't, you know, mechanically get to see her log out like what happens when you're logged into the game and you die do you log out what happens we get this flash to white and then a picture of her and asana throwing up a victory symbol and that's it on to the funeral yeah no i kind of wanted to know me too it was it was interesting though how everybody like showed up and logged in like asana's Asuna's group really be doing the most for her. Like, I'm not gonna hold you. Like, the same thing happened with like alicization and whatnot. Um, but it's like it's cool to see the camaraderie of like gamers and everything. That scene also like really touched me. And do you think that Yui was the best player in Alfheim? Yuki, the best swordsman? Yeah. Or do you yes, think it with, was still Kirito? Without a doubt. Well, <laughs> Uh, I hate to give it to Kirito because he got waxed, but only after he had, like, said words and, you know. I don't, that's my problem. I don't want to think Kirito is just, like, the best. I don't want him to be the best. Yeah. I think, I I hate it, but I think Kirito let her win. I don't know, but I don't want to think that. I appreciate, and, and, you know, the same vibe for when it was time to fight the, you know, the floor boss with with the party. When Kirito comes out of fucking nowhere to save the day, I'm like, God damn it. But it's like, I will protect you from these 50 party members. You go off and do your shit. And I'm like, Maddie's that overpowered. Also, I'm glad it's not focused on just fucking Kirito. Yeah. And we see Klein and stuff there, too. Yeah, Klein rolls in, you know, putting in the work, being a team player. I'm coming. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But... I, I just, I really don't want Kirito to be the solver of all problems. So I don't want to think he's just somehow the greatest swordsman while also having fucking Excalibur. That's true. Like, no matter it, and we see that later on, you know, we see later on in the good times before she croaks, they're doing this PvP tournament. And Kirito and uh, Yuki are going toe-to-toe. And she puts the work to him, and he's about to hit her with this rebound, and then they run out of time. 
The question is still up in the air, but she won based on the fight. So it doesn't, I don't know. I don't want him to be the best. I also think it doesn't matter because she's still the best and she died and there will be no ascending beyond her, but there's no point to, I guess. Yeah. Because Kirito is always going to be the main character. Yeah. And like he was the best in the death game. He ain't got to be the best in everything else. And I kind of appreciate that because he's not, oh, the ending of Gun Gale when it's like, yeah, we can both be winners because I'll hand you a gift grenade. I felt that was kind of a cop out, but you know what? Hey, work the system, you know? Yeah, no, Uh I agree. I agree. It was definitely, um, there's a lot that happened in uh, Gun Gale or in this season two, which... Did you think one arc was stronger than the other? Or what are your opinions? So, season one versus season two. Season one's probably stronger for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arc-wise, it would have to go SAO, Gun Gale, Asuna, and the Sleeping Knights, and then the side stories and the second half of season one. I agree. I agree. I almost uh- wished... There was more space between season one, part one, and season one, part two, so that we could have more happen for me to care about Asuna again. That's what the movies are for. Like, the movies, the progressive movies, I should say, do a really good job of kind of just making Kirito not even a bitch. Like, I really like movie Kirito. I like a lot. There's a lot. We're going to watch the movies, so don't worry. We're (laughs) going to watch the movies. Yeah, yeah, but if if plot-wise for me, like, if plot-wise we had SAO, then more adventure, and then Asuna gets captured, like, that would make that a, a more fitting, more engaging plot device. But where it sits, not really for me. But I'm glad that the movies make Asuna a relevant character to the series again. Yeah. Um. So, we'll see if we can get you caught up on the movie's before the theatrical release of the next progressive movie comes out on February 3rd, because it's already out or the first one came out like what last year or a year ago, maybe two years and it's still not on the streaming or may No, I think it did just go to Crunchyroll. I think it just went to Crunchyroll actually. So, um, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll catch up and, uh, we'll have to see about the, re- the release of the second film. I'm looking forward to more interesting sort of me too it's better than the whole thing with i'm a creepy computer programmer and i'm gonna get you <laughs> that's still there but you know hey i mean <sighs> yeah sort of the newer dot heck oh we'll God. catch you next week for more your typical show protagonist you can catch us on your podcast just talking spotify it's amazon podcast at your typical show protagonist or on twitter as well at your tsp Catch the other product too at Content Breaker for all your Western and uh, Eastern animation needs. I have stuff too. Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads on Twitter with a Z at the end because I'm cool and so is anime and so is cartoons and so is life, man. Take care of yourself. Somebody should. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. We'll catch you next week for more. Your typical shonen protagonist.